Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Also, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boudou and a team of award-winning journalists bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I am your Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I am very excited today to bring you a conversation that I had with Bria Felician. Now, Bria covers soccer, basketball, news. She's an amazing writer, an avid reader. She's got a great YouTube series where she talks about uh, sports books. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bria's. And today, in, in the theme of talking about social justice in women's basketball, Bria is actually going to talk about her newest project. Her latest project is called The Black Sportswoman. It is a newsletter. And I think it really fits into the conversation that I have once a week here on Lockdown Women's Basketball, which is to talk a little bit about off the court. And we know that the WNBA has a social justice council this year. They have an entire campaign. They are supporting the Say Her Name campaign. And I've been talking about that once a week on Lockdown Women's Basketball. And I wanted to offer some other resources to listeners. And the Black Sportswoman is an amazing resource. Bria is an amazing resource, and she's going to walk through why she started the newsletter and how she feels what she's focusing on from a history perspective and elevating women's sports fits into what we're seeing in the WNBA. So without further ado, here is my interview with Bria Felician. I am very excited for this segment to have the one the only, Bria Felician with me. She is an amazing writer covering so many different aspects of women's sports, but we are going to talk about social justice in women's basketball. So Bria, first, before we get into some of the things that you are doing, I would love to get your reactions to the WNBA being able to champion a social justice uh, initiative while in the wobble, but specifically for them partnering with the African American Policy Forum and the Say Her Name campaign. I I think the reaction that like even the general public who are not necessarily basketball fans or WBA fans and how excited they are. I think that kind of speaks to my excitement because I like, I read your story when you first, like, I don't know how long ago that was, but when you wrote in the athletic about like all the work that they were planning to do, I still don't think I realized how much actual like work they were going to do. Not necessarily just like having like the displays and like, uh, am- literally amplifying and saying the name of these women. Like, I, there are a few people I literally had never heard of. Um, like, I'm just amazed by it, but I'm also inspired by it too, because I think we talked about this when we talked um, about social justice in other sports, about like the action. And just to see, I'm not necessarily surprised about the level of action and like willingness to learn that these players have by literally partnering with like this. I just can't, I'm still kind of like, just as I talk to you about it, it's kind of like mind blowing, but I'm not surprised at all because of like, just the more and more I learned about other black women 
in history that have like been doing this work for like a long time but it's just like I'm still I can't believe the work that they're doing that's really like the sum of it really yeah it really is and even when I wrote that piece for the athletic I mean I spoke to Terry Jackson so I, and I had spoken to Lasia Clarendon briefly uh, but I think things were still very much in the works they were just preparing to arrive uh, if if had just arrived to the to the wobble, uh, as we say, everyone except Lachina, because she don't like that, but she gonna have to get used to it. Um, but I think you're right. The the scope I was not prepared for, and in that piece, I asked Terry, I asked Lasia what the team initiatives would be because I had a, a good sense just just how we see the WNBA season usually roll out. Teams like Indiana have been great. They've done voter registration um, conversations, conversations with law enforcement about public safety basically since 2016. And the same for the New York Liberty. And they have that under their, uh, the marquee program that they have is Unity Day, which now is Unity Week. Um, So I I had a sense that the players were going to do some things. But Bria, I I would love to hear from you I mean, you have teams like Indiana and Chicago who are kind of doing uh, donation campaigns where for every rebound or for every win, um, different fans and players can commit a certain dollar amount. But then we also see that players are um, getting custom shoes that they plan to auction off and have those proceeds go uh, to local initiatives that are really uplifting black and brown communities. I, I'd love to just get your thoughts on some of that. I think when people are talking about um, like sports are powerful in the way of like the impact on society, I think this is like the model of um, what that can be and like what that really is um, because that influences, I think it influences other people to want to, to change their communities and have impact on their communities. Um, the biggest, I think the fact that they are still, um, the, I think the biggest, I would say, I wouldn't say negative, but like I didn't know Indiana had been doing this since 2015 or like just before now. I think I only knew about it because Natalia Chan was like tweeted about it. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool thing. I think the, the only downside, I mean, it's not necessarily about um, like recognition when you're doing the work, but I think I really would, wish there was more like knowledge of in a in a wider sense of what they've been doing this whole time but i really do I, when i talk, when people talk about sports are powerful and sports are like uh, an avenue like not necessarily just for like going to college or like doing these other things i think this is like creating a barrel when people say sports can change the world this is kind of what i like envision for a model for other people You know, I'm glad that you mentioned a little bit of the, maybe we'll call it an opportunity um, to really tell that history. And that's why, that's the main reason, honestly, why I wanted you on the podcast. And there's not a lot of education when it comes to how long WNBA players have been at this. Before the corporate sponsorships of AT&T and whoever else, it was the players uniting as one. Um, But you've also started to unearth some of that history when it comes to Black women in sports through a newsletter, The Black Sportswoman. And I 
would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about that, but more so uh, why you started this newsletter that is elevating stories of Black women athletes in sports history. So I, the Black Sportswoman really just like is focused on history of Black women in sports. And right now I'm definitely focused on like Black women athletes. Um, and the reason I started, I've had this idea for like seven months and we launched August 1st. But the reason I wanted to do this, it's kind of like I've been wanting, I've been mad about the way women's sports have been covered since I've been probably in college, since I realized like there was a disparity. Um, but then as I continue to get older, I noticed that like black women weren't getting the same type of coverage. Okay, so like in, in sports period, black people are talked about a certain way. In, in women's sports, Black women aren't necessarily even talked about as much. And then on top of that, when they're talked about, it could be a range of things. So the way Serena's talked about to just not being talked at all, talked about at all. And the first, the very first two episodes, uh, two episodes, two um, editions of the newsletter were about Lucy Harris, who was like literally one of the like the foundations of our game. Like Pat Summit was saying how. The reason that USA Women's Basketball, who, again, I don't think is a team that gets as much recognition right. for like how powerful they are, impactful they are, but she's literally the reason that the U Team USA has get gained international respect. So like the foundation of our game is just not talked about enough. And I, I don't want to be those people that are is tweeting about how they're not talked about enough. I want to actually just bring those stories like just I want to bring those conversations and just talk about these people and you, I want people to think about, maybe there's, there's another story, a newsletter edition about this, but like, just, you can figure out why they aren't talked about as much because I don't want to preach. I don't want to, I just want to elevate. Um, because I think, I think they're, instead of me giving my opinion, I want to just share my perspective. Like these are the people that I've been thinking about and I think, uh, deserve to be honored for their impact and, Oh, it's just so heartbreaking just thinking about like some of the people I've researched who are just not talked about at all. And it's just like, are you just gonna, I can't just acting like these people don't exist. So whenever I saw you talk about Freedom's Daughter in that book and like just seeing how thick that book is <laughs> <laughs> of the people not talked about, it's just like, I just, we, I have, I feel like I, this is, I've never felt kind of like my, um, been wondering where my place is in women's sports. I kind of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, kind of like just, I know I'm not a breaking news person. I figured that out quickly. So feeling like amplifying these stories. So we talk about people that have contributed so much to our world. And hopefully that will add, change, create change in terms of like talking about the people that are doing things now. So we don't have to do interviews and hope that people remember in 40 years. Yeah, I love that, you know, really just allowing the history to kind of speak for itself. But I am a huge fan and follower of the Black Sportswoman, and I am happy to ring the alarm as we have heard it sung once before. Um, but so um, I want to keep you around for our next segment. But just for our listeners, I want to let folks know where they can find you. It's uh, or the Black Sportswoman. You can find uh, the newsletter at Black Sportswoman on social media. And also it's Black Sportswoman 
www.substack.com. So make sure you are subscribing because Bria is putting out some great research, some great history and very important um, in laying the foundation so that we know from whence we have come. Um, so I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. And uh, we are going to, in the next segment, get Bria's thoughts about the 2020 WNBA season. We're almost at a quarter century next season. Um, but I want to talk to Bria a little bit about what we've seen in the Wubble. So that's coming up next. Before we get into the next segment, I want to tell you all about our friends rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is amazing for any vehicle owners out there. Instead of having to go to stores or to different mechanics to get the parts that you need for your vehicle, you can do the one-stop shop, one-stop online, and go to rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for exactly the same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? None of that with rockauto.com. As I love to say, it's a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, whatever vehicle you have, and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so Bria, as I said in the last segment, I wanted to keep you on just because I love talking to you. I love getting your perspective. Now, you and I had conversations earlier. We were with our, our homegirl, Kelsey Trainer, and we were really excited about the Atlanta Dream. But as things sit now, we're at that halfway point. And I mean, Atlanta's had some trouble. What do you make of the, the dream season at the midway point? I so the the whole season is kind of like a cluster. Like I feel like I am surprised every what is it, like every every day because there's games literally every day. But the dream specifically, I think I am not surprised at how much Kennedy Carter made an impact in terms of like what the dreams like was going to do offensively. Um, I am surprised at Benajah Laney, um, but when when I remember that her mom and she played for C. Vivian Stringer and she's a Scorpio and <laughs> that I am not surprised at her uh, development, uh, like in literally in like in the off season of like adding, literally adding offensive to her game. Like that's just think about that in a few months. It's pretty cool. But I have to remember to keep this perspective. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're so, I don't want to say they're okay. They're like literally bad. Right. But the shortened season, I'm kind of, I, I want to say like the top teams, like I wouldn't put an asterisk near Seattle if they won the championship this year. They're deep. They're like a well-oiled machine, right? But the dream will coming into the season already trying to figure things out. So like, I am not surprised that when Kennedy went out, Courtney hadn't played basketball in like four to five months. Like she didn't, she went from not playing, doing any activity to playing. Everyone's kind of like, Glory and Kalani were like, quarantine for weeks so I try to remember these things when I think about just how bad they're playing <laughs> but also they're just this is kind of what I more so what I expected versus the Seattle game I expected Seattle games mixed in with this 
I, I was excited to watch them play, but I didn't necessarily expect, expect them to be like top six. They're, that, they're just, it's just, just thinking about it. It's, but also you have to remember, I watched them win eight games last year. So like, and just play horribly and miss like every shot. So anything was up, honestly. So like that, I sound positive, but that, that's why. <laughs> Fair. I mean, you're talking to someone who's covered the New York Liberty for a number of years. So um, I admire your optimism. I think you're right, though. Um, and there are a lot of players that we were really excited about that, to your point, just have not been able to do any activity um because of covid do we actually know though why courtney williams is like is she was it official that she had coronavirus do we know that for sure like no um but she was out a lot yeah she was just saying how she was going out a lot and she was like in her town you wouldn't even know there was covid because or like that there was a pandemic because everyone was just moving around like daily life so (laughs) If she did, I would be surprised, but no, no one told it, like nothing, nothing. Very <laughs> interesting. Courtney, see Willie. I mean, you know, you got to love it because it's just so much entertainment, but like with any other, you know, star that just attracts all that energy, there's just, you know, there's a lot going on there. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on there. You know, we talked in the last segment about the black sportswoman and, you know, a conversation that I had in, in my YouTube series about, you know, black women in general, kind of being subject to very um, limiting um conversations, certainly when it comes to their accolades. Um, But there's also on the flip side of that, the scrutiny that Black women are often under. So I think Courtney Williams is a really interesting example of that. Um, But but the other side of that is, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about Kennedy Carter maybe not getting her just desserts and not getting the ink that she deserves. Also conversations about when we look at the, the MVP race for 2020, you know, is Asia Wilson getting the shine that she deserves, you know, most improved player, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, if you had, if you could focus in on some of the black sports women, so to speak in the WNBA and look at some of the end of season superlatives, I mean, who's at the top of your list for some of those? I definitely for, okay. So a rookie, um, if we're talking like right now, Mm. with I like Crystal Crystal Dangerfield because like she is the quiet players in terms of like quiet personality are do get overlooked more often Mm. I think in terms like history like I'm thinking about Katrina McLean how she was like I don't want any of this you have going on just let me play basketball and be done and I think the way she came in which and I think also because she came from UConn and she wasn't necessarily like you kind of this expectation that you come in and you do well and you do your thing. And like Nafisa, I feel like the conversation is different mm-hmm. because that, first of all, I would like to say that the rookie of the year argument last year was so aggravating, <laughs> but like, I feel like she <laughs> was like, it was like that first game. Everyone was like, yes, this is the rookie of the year. But like now there was like all these other stars that came ahead of Crystal. So yeah, I think Crystal, I think the way she's like, she's she's made impacts on so many games and like changed the games around for Minnesota, which I think is 
I think is huge. And um, so rookie of the year, MVP. I think right now it's Asia. I think right now it's Asia because I know people are talking about Stewie, but like, I think there's another factor to me is Vegas being at the top, but also her impact all around and not having as many tools as Stewie does have around her. Mm-hmm. And all in just the way Asia, Asia's been playing the MVP season in my eyes. Um, wait, what's next? I mean, I think those are the big ones right now. I think most improved is one and and certainly, but um, I want to keep the conversation there for now. Um, And if anyone wants to hear us continue, they can come over to Sports Talk with ELA and we will get into it a little bit more because I think most improved and sixth woman, I have some thoughts. Bria Felician author of the newsletter, The Black Sports Woman, among so many other things. I mean, just crushing the game overall, but really wanted to highlight your work for The Black Sports Woman. Again, you can follow Black Sports Woman on social media. Also head over to blacksportswoman.substack.com to subscribe, which you should definitely do. Thank you for your time today, Bria. Thank you for having me. I talked on Tuesday about DoorDash has this amazing program. The WNBA is a part of it. It's the Play It Forward Challenge. And I really love that. And I love, love, love that DoorDash is now a sponsor for Locked On. In case you're just hearing of DoorDash for the first time, DoorDash is the app that brings you your food that you're craving right now and to your door. Ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And right now, our listeners are getting $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. So when you go and download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees for your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app in your app store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. And again, if you want to hear Tuesday's show where I talk a little bit about the Play It Forward, it's to support Black-owned businesses, DoorDash is supporting supporting Black-owned businesses, and they're supporting this podcast. So head over to the DoorDash app, Type in Locked On NBA and you will get $5 off your first order of $15 or more. Buen provecho. I was so excited that Bria agreed to come on to the podcast. Not only did she talk about the Black Sportswoman, which is an amazing, an amazing newsletter that she's putting together, but we also got to talk about the Atlanta Dream. But before... I go for the day, I want to give you a quick rundown of where we are. We're halfway through the WNBA season and the standings, let's go one through four, Seattle Storm, Las Vegas Aces, Los Angeles Sparks, and Minnesota Lynx. The Minnesota Lynx are hanging on strong. Crystal Dangerfield. Danger! I had to. 
mystical anyone crystal dangerfield really rising to the top as a rookie of the year candidate with satu sabali out kennedy carter missing time although it looks like she's on her way back with sabrina unescu out i think that a lot of people were so focused on a lot of those three names that and especially with dangerfield going in the second round that she's was somewhat overlooked. I must admit, I I am guilty as charged. However, when you look at what Dangerfield is, I mean, she's electric for the Minnesota Lynx right now. So shout out to Crystal Dangerfield. Five, six, seven, and eight. So this is the second half of if the season ended today, these are the other four teams that will make the playoffs right now. Number five, Chicago Sky. Six, Phoenix Mercury. Seven, the Connecticut Sun. They've really bounced back from uh, the, those early losses that they had and uh, have found a groove. Um, you know, Bree January, I think, made a difference. They picked up Essence Carson. So another veteran that they have at that guard position. Uh, and then at number eight, the Indiana Fever. The Indiana Fever pulling it out. Marianne Stanley in her first season as head coach. You know, I think Indiana is still a team that has a lot of growth. But the Mitchells, Tiffany Mitchell, Kelsey Mitchell, on fire, on fire. I mean, we know what we're going to get from Candace Dupree all the time. I do think McCowan... We need a, a step up from T, uh, Tierra McCowan from TMAC over there. But Indiana's in the playoffs if the season ends today. Here are the teams that will not be in the playoffs. Washington Mystics, as of right now, at 4-7, and seven, right behind Indiana, would not make the playoffs. Uh, so that means they can't defend their title. Dallas Wings wouldn't make it. Atlanta Dream, nope, not going to do it. And the New York Liberty. Um, I think the teams that could jockey, uh, depending on how quick Kennedy Carter comes back, can Atlanta make a hop? Um, Washington, potentially. Stella. Stella Johnson? Oh, man. She looked really good the other night. Really, really good for Washington the other night. Um, Dallas. Um, Arike Agumbawale has been playing lights out. Lights out. Uh, Marina Mabry has really stepped up. I talked about her on Tuesday. Um, but ultimately, mm, I think I I think I might go with with Dallas as my team that could if, bounce up a little bit. They they just got to refine some things defensively. Bella Allery, I think has stalled out a little. I want to see her get a little more aggressive and be a little smart on defense there. So I don't know. 9 through 12, again, is the, the Mystics, the Wings, the Dream, and the Liberty. But Seattle Storm, looking good. I, I was a little critical of folks that said that this is uh, the Storm's season uh, because I thought there was some disrespect. I thought there was some disrespect happening, folks, saying that, you know, essentially, without Stewie and without Sue Bird, uh, you know, that Washington may, or, you know, Washington was kind of given that, that, that on-ramp to the championship as if they didn't work for it, you know, and the presumption was that everything was Seattle storm coming in. I guess I was wrong. I guess I was wrong. Even with that little blip with Sue bird, uh, out, 
with uh, the bone bruise. 11 and 1. 11 and 1. Let me tell you what we have on tap through the next time you'll hear from me, which is Tuesday. So tonight, Chicago Sky versus the New York Liberty. I'm excited to see how New York is going to fare against Chicago. Oh my goodness. Chicago with that play, that inbounds play. My goodness. You know what? Before that inbounds play, I would have said Chicago is a team. They've got high energy, but they definitely have some holes. I don't know. Diamond to Shields is looking healthy. Um, but I think this could be a good test for the New York Liberty. I want to see them play a little, a little with a little more freedom. I'm not thrilled that, uh, for me at least, it doesn't seem as though Walt Hopkins has made adjustments yet uh, to the plan that he had, the master plan that he had coming into this season. I think if they're going to do it, if they're going to change some things up, it can be against Chicago. Tonight we'll also see the Storm and the Fever go head-to-head and Connecticut and Las Vegas. That's the 10 p.m. game. I think that's going to be a good one. On Friday, you've got the Sparks versus the Dream, the Mystics versus the Wings, and the Lynx versus the Phoenix Mercury. On Saturday, it's the Storm versus the Aces. Now, the the, the Las Vegas Aces are a team that some people really like them to, to go for a title this year. Some feel that they have some stuff to prove well if they're going to prove something saturday at 3 p.m eastern time on abc that's that's when it's going to get done circle that one basketball fans uh later in the day on saturday 5 p.m eastern time the fever versus the sky and 7 p.m is your tri-state matchup new york liberty versus the connecticut sun so the games that i have are both New York versus Chicago matchups. I really am excited to see Seattle versus the Aces on Saturday. And I do think that tomorrow, Friday, August 21st, the Minnesota Lynx versus Phoenix could be an interesting game as well. Thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Tomorrow, you will hear from the one, the only, Howard Megdal. He'll give you a great one-on-one in-depth interview with someone from around the game. And then Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert will come back on Monday before you get me again on Tuesday. If you haven't already, please follow us on social media at LockedOnWBB. Make sure that you are subscribed on your podcast listening platform of your choice and rate and review the show. We want to spread the good word of women's basketball and we need you to do that. You can also follow me at elindsay08. Until Tuesday, Erica Ayala signing off.